Hello, everybody. You're listening to Amplify the Arts, a place for artists and art lovers of all kinds to gather, hear stories, and be inspired to amplify the arts in their own lives. I'm Sarah Dudnitz, a pageant girl, communication specialist, and all-around artsy-fartsy kid, and I am so happy that you're here. Before we dive into it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your screen right now and share it on your Instagram story, tagging us at Amplify the Arts so that we can thank you and keep in touch with you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Amplify the Arts. I'm here with two more of my very good friends from the pageant world. It's so funny. I was thinking about it. Most of my guests so far have been pageant people. And I was like, eventually I'm going to have to start expanding to like other areas of my life. But I also just think it's so cool that like of all the people in my life, like pageant people want to help and they want to be a part of this. And I think that's not something that people would normally think of when they think of like pageant girls. So I don't know, speaks a lot to the the sisterhood and how incredible you guys all are. But I will um, let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Yeah, going off of also going off of what you said, I think it's so true. The pageant community has been beyond supportive, Mm -hmm. like in all areas of our life as well. So I think it's a beautiful, um, just like liaison like connection moment for all of us. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Sarah, for having us. Um, Also, I'm Sarah. I'm Katie. And we're twins. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love you guys so much. So do you guys just want to give us like the entire story of um, how you guys got to doing what you do sort of, you know, pre-COVID, not so much at this moment, but um, that entire journey and what that is all look like. Sure. Yeah. Um, Where to start? Our mom was a dancer and she danced growing up and everything. And then she continued teaching um, after college. And that's, you know, as instantly as we could walk, she was putting us in a dance room. So we just kind of like grew up in that world and everything and um, trained pretty intensely starting at the age of six, which is crazy to think about. But we started like um, advancing in our training a bit more when we were six. We yeah. booked our first professional dance job when we were 10. So it was like a little Christmas show in Florida and we were there for a month and it was our first like introduction into the professional world. So I feel like after that experience, we were like, okay, this is it. Like I've decided that this is what I'm going to do. So from then on, we um, again, amped up our training. So we decided to join a homeschooling program so that we could do a performing arts program through our home studio. So we were training from 9am in the morning until 8pm, 9pm at night most days. So it was a really rigorous schedule. Um, and we were doing jazz, ballet, tap, acting, like, um, singing and, also like assisting other teachers and like creating shows. And it was just, it's kind of crazy to look back on and think of all the things that um, we've experienced (laughs) in those years. But, um, and then after that, after our high school years, we um, started traveling to New York for different auditions and for summer programs. And um, that was always the goal for us. We were like, New York is it. Like we want to go to New York. (laughs) Um, And Again, kind of backtracking, more specifically, we decided we wanted to be Rockettes when we were eight. So 
that also kind of when we decided to become professionals we were like Rockettes is our like beeline <laughs> right now so um we did the Rockettes program twice in the summer um yeah in our senior year and our year after that and that was when I started doing pageants um to kind of fill in a gap year that we had from age 17 to 18 um to um audition for Radio City so yeah. kind of took advantage of that time and expanded our horizons and our community and did some pageants for a while and then we booked Radio City that summer of 2018. Um, we were there on and off for about two years, two and a half years in three different apartments <laughs> and um, then when COVID happened uh, we moved back home to Michigan and we've been pretty much full-time dance teachers since then so kind of made a really it's not a huge switch but definitely something that I never I didn't think would come so soon um but it's been so rewarding and really fulfilling quite honestly I didn't think that it would be that way for me personally but yeah I really enjoy my life right now um I'm really we're really present here really, um really blessed yeah what we've been up to so I think that's just really special how we've been able to transition in a sense of just more beautifully than I thought was possible, honestly, because I feel like there's nothing better than New York. Like <laughs> New York is a place to be. Yeah. And so I think it, it really, we've been really lucky here and mm -hmm. I'm excited for when that day does come to go back to New York, but I'm also just really um, fulfilled here as well. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so basically just to hit the markers, we decided we wanted to be rock kids when we were eight. And then mm -hmm. we trained until like 12, 16, all those years, just like kind of having, having this like Rockette idea in our minds. And then um, we graduated from our homeschooling program early. And that's kind of what segued us to like start doing pageants. Mm -hmm. And so that year we did the whole pageant thing. Mm -hmm. And then Katie went to Miss Michigan in 2018. Mm -hmm. And then that summer we booked Rockettes. Oof. I mean, that's just summer. Big summer. Because yeah. you were... Yeah. That was the year you were second runner-up at Miss Michigan, right, Katie? Yes, so yes, big yes. summer, lot going on. <laughs> yeah, truly. Oh my gosh, I, I was so lucky that summer. Like, I couldn't have asked for like more ever, you know. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I think it is cool too because when I think about, I guess a little over a year ago now, I feel like we all like experienced this like drop, like whether yeah. we were you know, Rockettes in New York City or whether we were, I was just a senior in college and yeah. then we all just sort of like dropped and mm -hmm. you guys transition so well and handle that so beautifully, I think is oh, awesome. Geez. And I'm so happy that you guys have Thank found you. something here that just Thank makes you. me so happy for you. Um, oh, so <laughs> of course <laughs> you guys from a very, very young age have like dedicated your entire life to performing and to honing this craft. Mm. Why, like, even when you were young, sort of what made you want that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking about this with Sarah earlier, and I was like, you know, I can't really pinpoint, like, one thing. I feel like when I was younger, I just saw the dancers that my mom was training. Like, I saw, I was sitting in the privates with the professionals that she was training at that time. Like, the dancers that became professionals and I was like I just want to be like them like that looks so cool like I honestly think I was just looking for like a way to be cool <laughs> like I was like I want to be cool like them like I'll be totally cool after I can dance you know um 
So but like, I think that has evolved into like obviously oh, so, much, so more. much more. Oh, absolutely. So much more than that. But that's a very like naive like <laughs> child me <laughs> speaking. <laughs> but then like as I got older, I just really like nourished this passion that I had. I just like mm-hmm. I loved going to the theater, and like it wasn't always easy. I'm not gonna say like. Yeah, it was completely, like, linear the whole time. It was not like that. Like, I definitely had days that I was just like, I, how am I going to get out of bed and do a 9 a.m. ballet class? Like, I don't know. But um, I think just being constantly inspired and always looking at the end goal, you know? Um, I knew I wanted to be a rocket, and I knew that if I wanted to do that, I needed to discipline myself and do the hard work, you know? Um, so a lot of days it was just, you know, being constantly patient and disciplining myself in that manner. Um, but then like now I have such a deeper connection with dance. Like it is a lot more to me. And I feel like this whole year has kind of brought more like to my relationship with dance. Yeah. More depth to it for sure. I I just think it was fun. Like I just liked going to dance with my sisters and our Mm -hmm. older sister dance at the time. And like, we got to dress up and dance together and you know so I thought that was really fun growing up and then I think when we decided we want to be Rockettes that was like the main thing like disciplining me I was like I'm someday I'm, I'm gonna be Rockette like mm-hmm. I, it's so crazy to think back now that in you know in hindsight like how powerful <laughs> our thoughts are and like how powerful that really is just to like yeah express your interest Mm -hmm. in something at a young age Mm -hmm. and so I really truly think that like no dream is too big Mm -hmm. um oh my gosh after not to completely veer off but like after our first audition with Radio City I think that was like the bigger moment for us than actually booking the job (laughs) because I was like oh my gosh like did that actually just happen like we I honestly didn't have any expectations. I was just like, I'm here, I'm doing a thing, like I'm in New York, like first big audition. And um it just went like it exceeded all of our expectations. And I feel like in that moment was the moment that I was like, uh, like it's gonna happen at some point. It's just a matter of when. And also just like finally feeling like I've arrived in New York, you know, yeah. like that was like my our lifelong dream to like be a dancers in New York. So it wasn't even booking the job. It was just like solidifying like my, um, like our, our training almost, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. like I felt fully equipped for that audition. Yeah. Um, I was going to go off of that and just say like, we put in the work, we did what we could. Mm-hmm. And I think it's continually now, like still disciplining ourselves and going to class and like the, the life of a dancer really never stops. Mm-hmm. Really just, you always keep training, always keep learning, learning and putting expanding. yourself out there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, that's something that we've really kind of learned a lot over the last year. And I mean, that was implemented in our training a lot, but I think we've really come to know that lesson really well this past year. (laughs) Was there like a moment where you like sat down with your mom and you're like, so we want to be Rockettes or like what? (laughs) And was she just like, okay, then like, we're going to hustle and you're going to be Rockettes. Like, what was that like? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I remember vividly, sitting in the joe lewis arena if you know our detroit community remembers (laughs) that Um, i remember sitting in that arena and like watching the show when i was eight years old Mm -hmm. and my mom had a student who was a rockette at that time in the in that show and i was just like i think that's it (laughs) like (laughs) i feel the deal i don't know exactly what it was like i wish i could recall but like after that experience i think i just like you know found pictures like i started i started seeing 
pictures of rock cuts in like dance magazines and being like, oh, I'm just going to cut that out, like put it on my wall or something. And like yeah. from there, just kind of manifested yeah to a larger scale yeah to a larger scale and i think we we talk about these like pseudo vision boards a lot i think to each other just about like how crazy and how powerful that really is and just like we would cut out these like tap shoes and like all this like random (laughs) stuff and like put it on a board and little did we know that like that's so powerful but also when we were eight like that's when we first saw the rockets and we were like pretty cool yeah and i don't I feel like we probably said something to my mom, like, oh, I really want to do that. Or she somehow became aware of our fascination. <laughs> and like when we were maybe 12 or 13, yeah. she, for Christmas, she, she did this whole like rockette um, Chris, Christmas gift. So like, it was like a full bag and she got us like lipstick and like, um, little lights and like things that went along with the radio city theme. And like, yeah, I think we're um, like 12. Yeah. And like, she just like, really nurtured this desire and like dream of ours and uh, yeah I mean she she was our ballet teacher so a lot of our training does come from her and like our other amazing teachers so I have nothing but like gratitude for and respect for like the way that she trains dancers because she really does know how to train people (laughs) yeah and we were really like really fortunate to have amazing um teachers that nurtured our dreams and our passions and um just really lucky in that sense that and even our parents weren't like oh no you can't do that you can't you know mm-hmm. like they were very encouraging and very um nurturing to our mm-hmm. dreams and our desires so yeah. we we're really lucky in that department for sure <laughs> absolutely i love that uh you guys we talked a little bit about um sort of in the last year the pandemic era i know i mean Speaking personally, as soon as like pageants were kind of on pause for a while, I felt like my like physical fitness, like my devotion to those goals, my mm-hmm. motivation in that regard was like completely gone. But like yeah, that has totally. not been the case for you guys, at least from what I've seen. So like what has like kept you motivated? Because I mean, eventually you are going to go back to New York, I imagine, yes. and you are going to be mm. rockets again. But um, <laughs> what has like kept you motivated on those days where it's like, gosh, this just mm-hmm. sucks? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not. It's it hasn't been easy for anyone, like at all. You know, like I think back to like a year ago when we were all quarantined. Like there was no leniency, like straight quarantine day in and day out. So. Yeah, I think honestly, I'm so lucky to have a twin to like keep me accountable because in Sarah knows, I was always like, Sarah, let's just stretch, like, let's do yoga, you know, like, let's chill. And Sarah was like, no, we gotta like do the burpees, do the things, you know. <laughs> and like, not only I take it easy too, I like a yoga sculpt, like, I like some like yeah. relaxing things too. But like, Sarah was definitely the one to motivate me to stay in shape. Um, and you know, I just was not like, quite transparently like my mental state was a little rocky like at that first part of the pandemic and like I was just not in a place to really take care of myself as best as I could have Mm -hmm. and um Sarah really like pushed me and like I pulled you through she pulled me through I tried I tried to help yes but like now we I feel like we found a system that works really well for us like what Mm -hmm. we eat and like our relationship with our body and like having a trainer and like Cause I know that I'm not like, I would not do the push-ups if someone weren't saying do the push-ups, you know what I mean? Like 
I've just yeah. learned that that's the best way for me to yeah. stay conditioned. Um, but also I can tell when my body, when I don't work out or when I don't dance and like rest is so important. Like Sarah and I, this is our second rest day in a row right now. Um, but I think going, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was hard to navigate being motivated and also honoring your feelings and emotions and being like, I, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just, you know, like this is hard. It's hard to dance on a little screen with friends that I really miss. And I think it was hard for us to, honor those feelings at first and then we kind of had to just lean into it and mm -hmm. be like you know today's not our day and that's okay oh totally. and i think yeah. that's been like something that we've tried to remain um tried to implement you know throughout the last couple months yeah um and carry with us is just like just honoring where we're at you know mm -hmm. and just feeling it feeling yeah. feeling everything totally. and just allowing it to like pass through and then yeah. know that things will shift you mm -hmm. know, and you'll be re-inspired by something, mm -hmm. you know, something simple or something amazing. So yeah, I think it's just kind of feeling everything and just navigating as best as you can yeah. and honoring yourself mm -hmm. and your relationship with yourself. Totally. I feel like surrendering to what your body is telling you, like our bodies and our minds are so intelligent naturally. And I think just being in touch with those things um, is, is helpful when you are like, do I want to rest today or do I feel like dancing? Am I in a place where I can dance mentally <laughs> and physically, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like being where you're at in, in those days. Yeah. Beautifully said. I also <laughs> think there's a lot of comfort because I definitely had a lot of those days too where it was just like, wow, this is all happening. Like this is all real and this is really hard mm -hmm. and this is really bad. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like I found a lot of comfort in just being like, okay, I'm not the only person that's going through a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're kind of all mm -hmm. on the same oh, yeah. page in that regard. Did yeah, you like, so you're, I mean, you guys are really close with a lot of your friends that are also mm -hmm. in the Rockettes. Did you guys, mm -hmm. like, how often do you keep in touch? What is that? Like, did you mm -hmm. like yeah. lean on each other a lot during that time? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we were just on the phone with one of our really close friends. We call her like, as much as we can like if it's three times a day it's three times a day if it's like once a week it's once a week you know yeah. um we've been really lucky to have really solid friendships throughout this past year mm -hmm. and of course we miss them and our friend sophie that katie was just talking about a lot um mm -hmm. but i think like thank goodness for facetime thank goodness for texts and yes. um like, Mail. <laughs> yes. The good old post service. Yeah. Yes. Like we always try to do things like randomly, like not even on necessarily holidays or birthdays, but just like if we're thinking of someone like texting them or FaceTiming them or sending them a postcard or, yeah. you know, just like little things like that to just yeah, like say, I'm thinking of you and like, I value you. I, you know, I yeah. love you. Yeah. Um, I think being a part of the New York community is just overall inspiring and just seeing what other people are doing during this time is incredibly motivating, even from a distance. And I think that's also something that mm -hmm. I take with me as well. Just like we might be separated. We might not have seen each other in a year, but I think just being motivated by what they're doing and knowing that they're pushing through and, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's really special that we have that connection and that we've also um, had a beautiful transition into Michigan, um, the dance world here as well. So, yeah. yeah.
Oh, good. Now bouncing back to sort of pre-pandemic life. Um, Being a professional dancer in really any regard is obviously a super like hyper competitive field. Mm -hmm. And I know um, even just talking, I talked with Emma um, Seidel Mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago and we talked about sort of the the issues that people have with um, body image and sort of Mm -hmm. the connection to like your, your craft, your art and your self-worth and your Um, Mm self-value. And I know a lot of times when you're in such a cutthroat professional field Mm -hmm. that it can be really, really damaging. Um, I don't want this to be too like on the spot of a question, but like, (laughs) has that, like been an issue for you guys have you ever had to deal with that what is that sort of looked like yes yeah yeah such a valid question especially in the dance community I feel like we all in a sense are very hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and our physical shape you know for some unknown reason Mm -hmm. you know like I think what's worked for me is just knowing that my bo- I honor my body in the sense of knowing, have, being confident in what it can do and not what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I can't say that that was the same mm-hmm. outlook that I had because I felt like I was like, gotta stay in shape, gotta, mm-hmm. you know, really grind, really grind. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it just honestly kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you, we were, va- you were valuing other things, you know, yeah. like what it could like productivity exactly like you know placing our value and our worth on productivity and i still feel like that's very prominent even now and that's a continuing thing that we'll continue to learn um but of course like we've struggled with body image and even Mm -hmm. in um like our first ballet dance competition was when we were 13 and i think i knew i knew that my body was different and, and it wasn't didn't look like all the other ballerinas <laughs> at this competition. And I feel like it's a continuous thing to just understand, like my body is different and it looks different and I just want to honor what it can do and not what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I think it also goes along with how we nourish our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and not every day is perfect. You know, there'll be cookies someday. There'll be treats. And of course, like mm-hmm. I want treats. <laughs> and so I feel like just honoring yourself in those moments, but also mm-hmm. making like, you know, like sustainable, um, yeah. sustainable choices mm-hmm. throughout the week, especially as dancers and just Absolutely. knowing what your body needs and honoring that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a practice. Like it's a practice of how you, listen to your body how you speak to your body like how you feed your body um like i i'm not gonna sit here and say i have the perfect like answers for everything but like as sarah was saying i feel like throughout this past year we've found a system that is the most healthy for us um for us that is a really like plant-based situation very like earthy foods like vegetables like things that will sustain us but like I'll have a piece of pizza (laughs) and I will enjoy that piece of pizza, you know? Um, Like, I don't really like to label it as weird as that sounds. Like I want to go with what I want and what I, what what my body is calling for me to, to have. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just figuring out what's best for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, as I said, it's a practice. Like I'm still on a journey of finding out what those things are for me. Like, If I do better with rye bread or sourdough bread (laughs) in the morning, you know, like just simple things like that. Like I'm still 
like navigating all of that. Yeah. Do you feel like this having this year in this space at home has given you like more of a space to explore that and to sort of like explore your relationship with yourself outside of like the hectic New York City? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like I've had time a full year, <laughs> a full year. Isn't that crazy? It's but a full year to like ground myself and get to know myself. And I think that's the same with everyone. At least I would hope mm-hmm. that it is the same. When I look at photos from a year ago, I'm like, uh, uh, who is this? <laughs> like, like who yeah. is this? Who is this girl? And I feel like, um, again, like getting to know yourself is a practice, and mm-hmm. how you speak to yourself. Like we listen. You listen to yourself. Like mm-hmm. so, I feel like what we tell ourselves and how we nurture ourselves. It takes work. It takes work. <laughs> it takes a yeah. lot of work. And I think just being really grounded and centered here, and I think being with family has helped and I think um being in like a more nature filled environment (laughs) like you know taking long walks and like exploring the Great Lakes and doing Michigan things you know it's um it's really grounding it is yes and I, I I would like to add that I feel like a lot of this work and like growth that we've experienced is because of um a really consistent meditation practice um I you know, I, we love meditation. <laughs> like I, I feel like I, I must meditate and like, I must take that time to just like sit and be with myself. Cause I feel like it is crucial to like navigating what is best for me. So, yeah, I think I, you're like, everybody has their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just what works best for you mm-hmm. is what I think is the biggest Mm -hmm. thing and I think something like it's what we've learned over Mm -hmm. the last year is what works best for us and it like you've got a trial and error you know like Mm -hmm. if something Mm -hmm. doesn't agree with you please don't do it again (laughs) you know (laughs) honor that um like I've I've realized I have a treadmill sitting here I I personally had a a realization a few weeks ago like Katie you do not like running (laughs) like I just I just was like why am I doing this? <laughs> like, what is that your thing? I'm running right now, you know? Like, yeah. I might as well just go take a nice walk or, like, go take a dance class later to take a ballet class. Like, I have other options of getting that cardio in. And I just recognize that, like, running was not, well, it was not it for me. Like, it might be in a few years, but right now it's not. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And I also yeah. love, so I just started kind of meditating literally, like, a, a week ago. For, wow. for like first time ever Where? and so Where? I'm really I'm really excited about it because I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like okay like I like this mm-hmm. and I can tell like I can tell if I didn't meditate for the day I'm like I'm all sorts of thrown yeah. off now so yeah. what has that like when did you guys start meditating what was that <laughs> like tell me all about that so I can learn from you yes oh yeah. yeah yeah so our our incredible friend um, that we grew up dancing with and her whole family is amazing, but she was um, during the pandemic, she started her own meditation group and community and um, being her friend, we wanted to support her and little did we know that it would just be the most amazing um, tool for us. Yeah. Yeah. And a part of like being a part of the community that she's created has just been really amazing and connecting Mm -hmm. um, when things have just felt really distant at times. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, her group is called Jewel Focus and we've been a part of it for, it sounds crazy to say it, but we've been a part of it for seven months now. We started in August. Wow. So we meet three times a week. Um, 
so we pretty much meditate three times a week but some days like I'll just take a few breaths like I say like 20 seconds like if I can just get 20 seconds in like I'm so much better than nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it just starts with like a moment of being like okay I'm just gonna sit here for a second and like that'll yeah. that'll do so much more <laughs> you know um but yeah yeah it's just been so helpful like like Sarah was saying, like, so grounding in a time like this when things feel so out of your control and out of um, alignment with what you usually, like, what your usual patterns are, um, and just, like, really engaging with yourself and engaging with the world around you, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just been so transformative for us, so had to give some credit to that. (laughs) Good. So we talked a little bit about some of the negative aspects of Uh, Mm -hmm. sort of high pressure performing career but of course there's also a lot of good I'm sure there's some great things do you guys have each like a favorite memory oh my gosh for me I would say it was my first season when we did or when I did the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade (gasps) yes Um, I watched you oh thank you oh that was like huge like that was that meant so much to me just to be a part of that and I still think back to that day and I'm just like what what (laughs) how and so I think when I look back at that day I just have a lot of like gratitude and Mm -hmm. I'm just in awe of my 18 year old self in that moment and just what was um, the day like I mean like how early did you have to get up how cold was it yeah we I can't I feel like we, we did have to get to the music hall pretty early and it was just like I felt like I was in a dream like the whole day and so we had we got, we went to the music hall, got ready there. And then we take a bus down to 34th street and we go in Macy's and we have a couple minutes to take off our coats, take some pictures and, um, you know, get out the jitters before the big performance. So then we, the performance goes by like that. Like, honestly, the performance happens so quickly and yeah, I just felt like it, it really went by so fast that it was a lot to process in the moment. Um, so thank goodness there's a video to watch. So, and then after that performance is particularly this day, I think it alternates from year to year, but this day, like my cast, um, had three shows that day on Thanksgiving day. So then we went back to the music hall and had three shows. So, how and cool, honestly, how like, cool was it? I think it was like, I think in was, the negatives, maybe yeah, it was I, really cold that year. It was in the video. Like you can see all of our breath just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, oh my goodness. I but, remember, sorry to interrupt, no, but I remember that morning, like, watching her on my, our TV in our apartment, and, like, our family was there, because it was Thanksgiving, and, um, I remember them saying something like, it's the coldest, like, uh, Thanksgiving in New York in however many years, and I'm like, oh dear gosh, oh like, my gosh, no. I don't know, it was so fun, yeah. like, I feel like that was a moment for me, to, oh. like, watch her on TV, you yeah. know, I was just like, that's my sister, yeah, I think, and also the, the night before, or the, a couple days before, or something like that, before the performance, we have a rehearsal on 34th Street, they, they call it the street rehearsal or something, and I remember we were practicing really slowly, just walking through the dance, like, yada yada, and I was, there was a moment where, I was just like in this position and I look up and we're right by the Empire State Building and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's the Empire State Building and I'm like right here. I'm Sarah, like right here. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy how the city has a way of making you feel like it's your own and like mm-hmm. your own moment, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I yeah. felt that a lot and I feel like every day is just a dream and I feel like mm-hmm. Katie and I, 
we've kind of come to a mutual decision that like we want every day of our lives to feel like a dream like we want every job that we do and every mm-hmm. moment to kind of just feel like we're dreaming mm-hmm. in a sense so yeah Here's to dreaming. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Like, Thank you. I feel like for me, like there's so many big moments of like, wow, this is my yeah. life. Yeah. But what I think about or like daydream about sometimes are just like the small moments of like getting off the subway and like walking up to the marquee or like being in the elevator at Radio City and just being <laughs> like, how am I here? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Like on some random Tuesday, like hundredth show or whatever, like. It's honestly the little moments that I find myself thinking about and just being really grateful for. Yeah. You know, just like the still moments almost of mm-hmm. just being like a quiet theater, like, you know, just like, what, how did this happen? Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that like we were chosen yeah. to do this. Like this was always supposed, it was supposed to happen, you know? And like, Katie and I have been so lucky with the whole Rocket Radio City situation together and also um before the pandemic last year we had a couple months in new york and i feel like every day there was so much fun just like being a professional in the city and just yeah, like, like being auditioning of, auditioning and yeah doing the whole like new york grind hustle that kind of thing mm-hmm. um was super fulfilling and very ex- like very exciting, exciting. Yeah, yeah super exciting so i think in a sense that was equally as exciting and fulfilling as performing so mm-hmm. yeah it's just a dream state of mind in a sense if you choose, if we choose to make it that way, if we mm-hmm. choose to yeah. think about it in that sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> I love those so much. Um, this whole last year, obviously, has been a struggle for everybody, which we already mentioned. We're all on the same, even level sure. playing ground there. But what has that been like to sort of have to like hit pause when you guys are used to going physically even just like a million miles an hour all the time and where are you finding your hope and your motivation to keep hustling yeah yeah honestly right now i think specifically like with our with our teaching and everything like one my our students motivate us um i know that i always have to be i'm always trying to go extra for them i'm always like you know i want to be as prepared for them as i am prepared for my job like my show at radio city you know like it's all equivalent to me. <laughs> they motivate me a lot, my students, just being the best that I can be and like being um, as giving to them is something that motivates me a lot. And I know that with being a teacher, I also have to take care of myself. So I'm still training, like still training and creating and honestly on a really fulfilling journey of, of creating and pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Um, again, a lot of this teaching and creating business like was not something that I anticipated so soon in our careers but it has honestly been so rewarding just so rewarding and like we've just been so blessed like I I just I can't even put into words like I'm stuttering because I just like I I haven't even like really have full thoughts about it yet because I'm just in this trance of just being really lucky and blessed and like thankful for for what we have here um Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know if that answers the question doesn't yeah. yeah. What about you? Anything? Yeah. No, I agree. Like our students and the people who come to take our class are really and just surrounding ourselves with creatives or with performers and mm-hmm. with like-minded people I think is incredibly motivating. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've always kind of had this passion to serve and mm-hmm. I feel like in a sense like I love serving people and so I want to again like give them everything that I have. So I feel like 
in a sense, it kind of fulfills like my creative and my like service, the service side of me that wants to mm-hmm. help others. So I feel like it's just two things that have really melded yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. Also, teaching kids specifically is so amazing and like eye-opening but when we were in New York like I wasn't around kids that often you know like it's not so often that you're just hanging around kids like on 34th street you know it's just not the norm so I think being around kids has just been super eye-opening yeah and just like refreshing like they're just so lively and um funny (laughs) it's just been a nice little like surprise being home in Michigan yeah if you guys could go back to a year ago right now and Mm. give yourself like one piece of advice what would it be oh my gosh Mm. i know Mm. it's a tough one that's a thinker yeah i don't know i guess maybe just tell her that things will be okay yeah (laughs) like we'll be okay you know you'll find yourself this year you'll you'll learn a lot this year and you'll grow Mm. a lot you know and i feel like that's something that i always want to do is continue to grow and continue Mm. to push myself outside of my comfort zone and believe me much easier said than done <laughs> oh my gosh For um, sure. so I feel like I would just say like don't be scared like this yeah. year is really gonna rock your world totally and like I think back specifically like, while you were talking I was thinking about that day that we chose to leave New York we were on our bed in our apartment and we were like what do we do like we got at least two weeks off right now like do we go home do we stay here like you know leaving New York is such a it's hard. It was was really challenging for us because we were like, how are we going to be fulfilled at home in Michigan? Like creatively, dancer wise, like socially. Obviously, socially, yeah. Like our family is here, which is more than enough. Yeah, more than enough. But on the um, creative side, like on the business side of things, we were like, what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, like, there are opportunities here in Detroit, but we didn't see them at the time, and, like, our network was in New York, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I think coming here, it was honestly, I had a lot of fear. I was like, I don't know what we're getting into, but just surrendering to the experience, I suppose, but I think I would just say, like, things are gonna be okay. You're gonna find your way. I do think it's insane that, I mean, a year ago, like, we genuinely did not know what Mm. was going to happen. So, like, I wish I could go back and tell myself you are going to make it right because like even that <laughs> yes. was just in question like we had no idea so yeah oh, totally wow. yeah I'm happy to hear your response on that too I was gonna ask yeah but yeah I, I would literally just along those same lines just like it is going to be okay because I think I also went from being I mean like you guys were sort of like independent in the city, like doing your own thing. Um, And I was like at college, independent, doing my own thing. And to have to like go back to your like childhood bedroom. (laughs) I felt like I was like backtracking. I was like, I'm unlearning everything I learned in college or I'm like going back to tell myself it is going to be okay. Like you are going to make it. You will find a job. You will all of those things. I think I love that. We've made it to the three classic closing questions. So first one um, is we can pretend for just a moment that COVID is done. It's gone. Everything is back to normal. You don't have to wear masks. Everything is open. Everything is great. Um, What, like, what is the first, you can go anywhere. What is like the first place you go to? Oh my god! Oh my! I really want to travel. <laughs> we really want to travel. Like we've never really traveled, the country, yeah. which is not ideal post COVID. 
Um, We're pretending it's yes. everything's fine, so no worries. You yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you not have this really big pipe dream to like live in Paris or at least go to Paris or live in Paris? <laughs> and we do not speak French. Um, Our mom does. lightly, lightly. We studied French a little bit in middle school and like kind of you know a couple couple things. But our mom lived in Paris in her like early twenties, and so. I feel like that's always been like a part of our hearts that we've been like, we want to live in Paris and be Parisian. <laughs> so I feel like that would be like one place yeah. that we'd want to go to. Yeah. And last year we were kind of planning on like a, around this springtime going to Paris to celebrate our 21st birthday. So obviously that's not happening, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that I know it'll happen. It's just a matter of like, you know, when things are safe and everything, but, and we're Sagittarians. So we're like super adventurous. Like we want to, travel and like yeah. you know see see the we see the world and um so i feel like i just have this really big like itch to travel and yeah you know we've been out of the state in a year so <laughs> it'll be so fun more. once you guys yeah. finally get to go yes. <laughs> okay so next question i know i've yeah. asked you for so many like memories or stories but i just i love hearing your guys's stories and that's why I started a podcast. So, um, what is a moment when you look back on your entire life, it can be from whenever, that you felt just truly sort of happy and at peace and like this is mm -hmm. why I'm here, just about sort of that really like warm, fuzzy, content feeling? Mm -hmm. that's, that's a, a good, good question. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... I feel like right now, like, right. I don't know. I think it's just this journey of like self-discovery. It sounds really deep. It sounds really deep. Our brother's coming in. You go. It's, it's okay. Claire, do you want to come in? Yeah. Okay. Hi. You want to come say hi? Hi. Come say hi. Come here. Oh, he's sitting. Clark, say hi. Hi. Hi, Clark. <laughs> he wants to play Benny Ink Machine on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. Pertaining <laughs> to your question, like just being home with our brother and being home with our sister, and again, like this this journey of self discovery is like just finding like peace within. Not and again, like not placing our value and our worth on our productivity. You know, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel really like peaceful right now and i just feel very blessed and i'm just kind of like trying to hopefully stay in that mind frame yeah. for as long as possible and not that i didn't feel that way when i was performing doing like 100 shows in three months like yeah. oh my gosh like so 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 blessed mm -hmm. and also like we are young like we're we're yeah. young <laughs> and yeah. finding ourselves like this past year and our relationship with each other and our relationship with our oh. family members has, has been really special Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it, I don't want to say an easy answer, but of course when we were in New York dancing and like living the literal dream that I visualized as a child, mm -hmm. that is just there's nothing like that, you know. There's just yeah, you again like it's something that I can't put into words and something I'll never have like a perfect answer for. Yeah, I think just being present and engaged in like whatever we're doing is always going to be like. As long as we're passionate about it, you know, as long as it's exciting and energizing to us and fueling us in the right way is like, I think that'll always be like a little bit warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, that's perfect. I love it. Oh my gosh. You know, I've asked that question to a lot of people and I 
I've never thought about turning it on myself, so I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I think I actually, um, having like having you guys on and having Emma on um, reminds me of like when I used to teach dance, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is if like you guys have to do it virtually, like that would have to be such a challenge, I can't imagine, but um, like getting to teach in person and to like see the gears turning in their head and to see them learning and to see them putting it together and then to see how proud they are of themselves at the end. It was just like the best feeling ever. So I think that's kind of one. I also love, like, I've just always known that I love like stories and I love hearing people's stories, which of course here I'm hosting a podcast. So it's a perfect fit. But um, so I think like any time that I get to give people the space to tell their story is always like a warm fuzzy feeling for me so I love being able to do that last question for you what are three things that you both are grateful for mm. Ooh, wow I'm really grateful for a healthy body I mean along with being a dancer like it's just like I'm so thankful that I have a healthy and able body to do what I love um, so I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for feeling safe and like feeling loved, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, just, I think that is like sort of spec- basically I'm grateful for my family and for my friends and like the communities that, um, I've been blessed with. It's just like very grateful for all these different communities that I've been a part of and just mm-hmm. feeling very, um, loved by them. Um, and I'm thankful for Katie for just being my partner in crime and, um, being grateful for her and just like, really, we've had a lot of time together this past year and always, but especially this last year, it's just like, really, like we've really watered our relationship. It's something we care about a lot. And I couldn't be more blessed with an amazing twin sister and with a brother and a sister that we all like, thank goodness for my siblings our relationship we we like we never fight and so I think it's really it's we've had a calm household for the most part Mm -hmm. over the last year being all back under one roof again Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really thankful for that Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say first thing that came into my mind was health physically mentally spiritually like um I was gonna say community as well like just really whether that's a virtual community like with our meditation group or like going into a studio Um, I'm just really lucky for community during these times. I think my family as well, like Clark is talking about. (laughs) But we'll never have time like this again, where I get, where we get to be home with our siblings and with our family. So I think just really nurturing that time and um, holding space for each other, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a really something to be grateful for. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are the coolest. I'm obsessed with you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and being on the podcast. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I'm so glad we got to reconnect and chat. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much for listening. I had a blast chatting with Katie and Sarah. Every time I get to catch up with them, it's just the best. Um, I love that they are so insanely talented and doing the coolest things, but they're also so real and down to earth. And I just think it's incredible. So I will put all of their information in the description of this episode so that you can keep up with them. And of course, you can follow us at Amplify the Arts and we'll see you next time.